welcome to the Truth Labyrinth podcast. I am your host, J.R. Everhart from Restoration Ministries. This week, we look into a Celebrate Recovery step study program titled The Journey Begins. Uh, Celebrate Recovery is a Christian 12-step program. Uh, the step study series is a 26-lesson um, deep dive into the steps. We kind of take the steps and and tear them apart and put them under the microscope and take a look at how they can better apply to our hurts, habits, and hangups in life. Um, this is not a replacement for face-to-face meetings, so please go to your local Celebrate Recovery meeting and get involved in a face-to-face step study. Trust me, it will change your life. You will hear me say that over and over throughout this teaching series. So you can go to CelebrateRecovery.org and do a search in your area, and you will find a Celebrate Recovery in your area. They are literally everywhere. There's thousands of those uh, operating in churches all over the country. So uh, make sure you strap in and hold on because this is going to be a wild ride. It's going to get bumpy, it's going to be clumsy, and it's going to be uncomfortable at times. But the benefits far outweigh the discomfort that we deal with as we look inside the mirror of God's Word and our behavior. So you do not want to miss a second of this teaching series. Hi, I want to talk to you for a second about my company, COP Audio. COP Audio has been a leader in the Mid-Atlantic since about the mid-90s with all forms of production work, um, both inside the church and outside the church. Uh, We're well known for our mobile audio services and production services for live concerts and festivals. Um, But we also have just as rich of a history inside the church scene. Uh, Church production has definitely been a passion of mine since... I became a, a Christian in 1994. Um, I have worn many hats during this time inside of um, you know the church scene. You know things like having to be light designer and video producer, teacher, you know training staff, uh, been tech director at a couple different churches. Um, it's something that I've always been very passionate about, and genuinely felt like it was part of my Christian ministry. Um, I've trained personally dozens and dozens of tech people and tech staff uh, throughout the mid-Atlantic. I've traveled around and done uh, sound reinforcement workshops and AV workshops um, on site with the church tech teams that I'm working with, trying to help them to get the best out of the systems that they have in place. So, you know, give us a call, check us out. Uh, We'd love to help out your church. We'd love to maybe even talk to you about uh, doing a system upgrade or an install. Um, Maybe you just need someone to come in and make sense of the gear that you have. That's my specialty, you know, and I've been doing that for many, many years. So uh, check us out online at copaudio.com. That's copaudio.com. Be sure to check out and like our Facebook page, COP Audio. Just search COP Audio on Facebook. Uh, Be sure to read our reviews on the Facebook page. There's a lot of reviews on there from our clients and um I think it'll give you some some perspective on who we are as a company. So again, online, copaudio.com, copaudio.com. And away we go. Uh, Lesson seven this time, sponsor. We are uh, moving right on to principle four and step four. Principle four says, openly examine and confess my faults to myself, to God, and to someone I trust. Uh, Happy are the pure in heart, Matthew 5, 8. Step four, we made a searching and fearless moral inventory of ourselves. Let us examine our ways and test them and let us return to the Lord. Lamentations 3.40. So yeah, um, step four, principle four. This is where things start getting interesting. This is where... Um, this is actually my favorite part of the program, if you can't uh, tell by my excitement. Uh, the next, uh, you know, five or six lessons are uh, life-changing. Dig into and pick all the scabs that you have hanging loose there, uh, and it's going to get uncomfortable. And that's okay, because today's lesson is all about taking someone along, someone along for the ride. And that would be your sponsor. So let's dig right in. Think about it. We've heard the word sponsor for a few weeks now. Um, 
I'm sure you have at least a vague idea of what a sponsor is, but maybe you're wondering why you even need one. And that brings up a, a great a great topic because I think everyone, I can't imagine anybody in today's modern age doesn't know what a sponsor is. They have sponsors for everything from, you know, your workout partner that's sponsoring you and holding you accountable to your diet and your exercise to, you know, your running sponsors to sponsors and, you know, local little league you know, stuff like that. A lot of businesses like to be part of the community that way. So I think we understand the general idea behind what a sponsor is. The problem that I have seen inside of any 12-step program is people's pride get in the way of, you know, establishing a sponsor in their life. Look, guys, uh, we're going to talk a lot about this today, you know, and accountability partners. But none of these people are, are in your life to police your life. Let me say that again. They're not here to police your life. I've been a sponsor to literally dozens of guys over the last 10 years. And um, not once did I feel like I had to, you know, put them under the microscope every five minutes and check everything that they're doing. That's not how it works. And uh, we're going to get, you know, dive deep into that idea today. But everyone wants to initially when they come into programs like this, um, and this goes for everybody. I'm not just talking about chemical guys. I'm talking about people who are just struggling with dysfunctional, you know, chaotic behavior in their life, compulsive behavior in their life, um, you know, things like that, codependency that's taken over your life and anger and things like that. All that stuff does just as much, you know, trauma to your family and to your life as what any chemical addiction can. I've seen specifically anger, and codependency destroy marriages, destroy people's lives. You know, I've seen people lose, you know, 30-year-long careers over, you know, anger issues and stuff like that. Um, so, I mean, I'm speaking to everybody when I make these statements. We all tend to want to just kind of be, you know, out here on our own and want to, you know, dictate our own recovery on our terms, uh, I know a whole bunch of guys that have come into programs like this, like, okay, well, I'm going to do it, but I'm going to do it my way. And it's like, nah, that, that really doesn't work because your way got you where you are right now. And what in the world do you know about, you know, living in peace and harmony in any form of sobriety when your life is unmanageable and out of control? Uh, not much. Let me just you know, bust that little bubble for you right there. Not much. You don't know much about what it is to live in true sobriety when your life is unmanageable and out of control. So um, a sponsor and accountability partners kind of just give us guidelines into our life. They sow wisdom into our life. They are somebody who picks up the phone when we need to, to talk. And... Um, yeah, it just supports us and travels alongside of us. I'm part of a, an online ministry called Samson Society, and they don't do sponsors. They do what they call a Silas, which uh, refers back to the relationship between Paul and Silas of the New Testament, where Silas was sort of a, you know, a, a disciple, friend, traveling companion to Paul. You know, so that's what it is. It's not about policing somebody's life. It's about trying to sow wisdom into people's lives and... Um, yeah, just be a support along the way. Why do I need a sponsor and or accountability partner? There are three reasons why having a sponsor is vital. Having a sponsor or accountability partner is biblical. In Ecclesiastes 4, 9 through 12, it says two are better off than one because together they can work more efficiently. If one of them falls down, the other can help him up. But if one... But if someone is alone, there is no one to help him. Two people can resist an attack that would defeat one person alone. Let me repeat that last sentence there. Two people can resist an attack that would defeat one person alone. There's the whole reason why, biblically, you need a sponsor or an accountability partner. And or. Usually it's both. I have both, you know. Um... And I mean, God didn't call any Lone Rangers to the faith, you know, even the Lone Ranger had Tonto, you know, when you really want to be specific about it. As iron sharpens iron, one person sharpens another. That's from Proverbs 27, 17. 
Uh, and I have a little note here that says wrestling together toward God's good purpose. Yeah. Yeah. And I mean, <clears throat> every person that I have ever sponsored, I have end up, ended up becoming really good friends with, you know, like brothers in the faith. You know, this is going through a 12-step program and submitting yourself to a discipleship program like, um, you know, Celebrate Recovery is very much and in many ways a rite of passage in your life and will um, open your eyes to just enormous good that can be done. And, you know, I say all that to say that there's going to be times with your sponsor that you may not get along, and that's okay. It's the same way it is with your brothers and sisters and your physical family. You know, we, we butt heads sometimes. I usually tell guys in the first meeting that we have, sitting down together, I look them right in the eye and I say, there's going to come a point in this where I'm going to piss you off. Uh, I'm sort of a keep it real kind of guy anyways. And, um, you know, try to speak everything in love, but I am all about truth because truth is the only thing that got me where I am today. And had it not been for the sometimes brutal truth that I needed to hear in love with gentleness, uh, I would never have been able to grow to the place that I am today. Having a sponsor and or accountability partner is a key part of your recovery program. Your recovery program has four key elements to success. One, uh, to the best of your ability, maintain your honest view of reality as you work each principle. The best way to ensure uh, the best way to ensure this is to have a sponsor and develop a strong accountability support team. Number two, make recovery group meetings a priority in your schedule, knowing that a sponsor or accountability partner will be there to greet you or notice that you're not there is an added incentive to a, incentive to attend. Um, yeah, guys, that's like super cool stuff. You know, I mean, you got to make. You're not going to come in here and do these, do two or three, four or five meetings and think that you're you're healed and you're, you're you know, God's waved some magic wand over you and you now have arrived. It doesn't work that way. It just really doesn't, you know. Um, and coming to those meetings every week, I can't tell you how many times I've went to uh, recovery meetings that I did not want to go to, did not want to go to, was tired from work, had legitimate good excuses to not go. I mean, really good excuses why I don't want to go, I don't need to go, blah, 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 this, that, and the other. And every time that I went, that was usually the night that God really opened my eyes to something new. That was the night where I connected with a new person that I needed to connect with, um, not even in a sponsor-sponsee kind of relationship, but just someone that I needed to to be part of my journey for a while. You know, so you you need to really honestly make uh, these group meetings, you know, a priority in your life. For me, I attend Covenant Church in Shepherdstown, West Virginia, on Tuesday nights. There are um, groups all over my area here, up and down the ID1 corridor. There's groups in Hagerstown. Um, there's another group in Inwood on Friday nights. There's two groups that meet, I think, Monday and Thursdays in Winchester. So if you are in my local area, there's plenty of options. If you just go to CelebrateRecovery.org and do a search for a meeting, you will probably find that there's tons of meetings in your area. Uh, this program is literally into the thousands across our, our country here. Next, maintain your spiritual program with Jesus Christ through prayer, med meditation, and studying his word. Uh, and then four, get involved in service, which includes serving as a sponsor after you've completed all eight principles or accountability partner. Uh, and there's yeah, some guidelines there we need to talk about. Uh, you, you're not eligible to be a sponsor until you've completed a step study program like the one we're going through here, but it needs to be a face-to-face -face program. Um, and you have a year of sobriety. That is when you are qualified to be a sponsor inside of our program. Uh, as far as being an accountability partner, you can be that on day one, you know, coming in. Um, you can be someone else's accountability partner. You can be someone who uh, people can reach out to for help and someone to talk to in a time of need. Having a sponsor and or an accountability partner is the best guard against relapse. 
But it is, here's my note, but it is no good if you don't use it. Sponsors and accountability partners are absolutely worthless in your life if you don't pick up the phone and you don't call somebody. We joke around and we call it the thousand pound phone. You got to pick up the thousand pound phone and you got to call somebody and you got to say, hey, dude, what's up? Sometimes, sometimes you ain't even got to talk about what's going on with you. Sometimes just talking to the other person and feeling that connection with someone else and hearing the the tone of their voice and, you know, the, the rhythm of their phrasing and things like that. The whole human element of connection is all it takes, you know, to get you out of a place of temptation or to get you, you know, through a battle. Uh, but obviously if you feel comfortable with sharing what's going on with you, that's always better. You know, it's always good to just give somebody a shout and say, Hey man, I'm really just, I'm just struggling today, man. I'm just, I don't even know why I'm just having a rough day. You know, work was challenging today and, and I'm really feeling triggered. You know, that's what accountability people are for right there. By providing feedback to keep you on track, a sponsor and or accountability partner can see your old dysfunctional hurts, hangups, and habits beginning to return. Yeah, isn't that something? And point them out to you quickly. (laughs) That's always tons of fun. (laughs) Uh, But, I mean, it's necessary. It's part of the, the, you know, the process um, if it's something you're really you're really sensitive about, I, I would maybe call your sponsor instead of your accountability guy, because they will probably unpack that, pointed it out to you kind of thing with a little more love and gentleness. But um, the reality of it is that's the whole reason why you're inviting them into your life is so that you can break these habit patterns of failure. You can break that cycle of failure, and you cannot see all that stuff by yourself. It's like inside the counseling community, we always say you can't counsel yourself. You always have to go to someone else. You have to get someone else you can see into your life from a different perspective. Uh, It's the same way here. That's the whole idea behind this. It's for them to be able to see old dysfunctional habits and and hurts and hang-ups, you know, beginning to bubble back up to the surface. And then to gently point them out to you. He or she can confront you with truth and love without placing shame or guilt. That is the beautiful thing about being connected to people who are currently working this program. Then they get it. They know where you're at. You know, they, they're in the ditches right there along with you. Many of these accountability people may only have a week or two ahead of you in the journey or a month or something like that. Um, so, yeah. So, you know, it's kind of a birds of a feather sort of thing where they flock together. You know, it's nice to be able to pick up the phone and call somebody who knows what it's like to, to uh, you know, work a program like this. What are the qualities of a sponsor? And this opens up with a scripture from Proverbs 25. Through good advice lies deep, though, I'm sorry, bear with me. Though good advice lies deep within a counselor's heart, the wise man will draw it out. When you are selecting a possible sponsor, look for the following qualities. Does his walk match his talk? Is he living out the eight principles and 12 steps? Does he have a growing relationship with Jesus Christ? Does he express a desire to help others on the road to recovery? Does he show compassion, care, and hope, but not pity? Is he a good listener? That's very important. Is he strong enough to confront your denial or procrastination? There's, there's a big one right there. Do not surround yourself with yes people. Do not do that. If the people you got around you do nothing but smile, nod, and tell you everything's going to be all right, and just yes, 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 that's not going to do you any good. If God can't challenge you, he can't grow you. So you need to definitely have people in your life who ain't afraid to look you in the eye and say, well, maybe you should think about this this way. You know, maybe you've been procrastinating writing this letter I've been telling you to write for a while, you know. Does he offer suggestions? Can he share uh, his own current struggles with others? Those are all the traits you want to be looking for when you choose a sponsor. What is the role of a sponsor? He can be there to discuss issues in detail that are too personal or would take up too much time in a meeting. Yeah, I always say that you go deep with your sponsor. Your sponsor is that one person that you really dive deep with. 
Um, when we get to the inventory process here in a couple lessons, you know, we're going to talk a whole lot about diving deep and you really need to do that with a diving partner. And that's, you know, your sponsor is that guy or that girl, you know, your, your sponsor is that, that person who, um, you know, goes deep with you and, and you're able to really open up And many, many times. I mean, I've sat across the table from guys that have told me things that they've never told anybody else on the planet. You know, first time it's ever come out of their mouth, you know, and that's where real healing happens, guys. That's that's what this is all about. Uh, he is available in times of crisis or potential relapse. Um, remember that you are to have sponsors and accountability people because here's the reality of that last statement. He is available in times of crisis or potential relapse. I've had some guys that are in crisis every 10 minutes, you know, or every two hours, or six times a day, you know, and that's enough to wear out anybody. So that's where if you're just really struggling with a temptation or you're really struggling with, um, you know, anger or something like that, you just need to talk to somebody. If your sponsor doesn't answer the phone, don't get mad at them. They have a life to live too. Um, In some cases, that sponsor is sponsoring multiple people, which is usually the case for me. So they're not always available. That's what your accountability guys are for, you know, pick up the phone and call those cats, you know, get on the phone with them and talk it through with them. Your sponsor will get back to you at his earliest convenience. He serves as a sounding board by providing an objective point of view. He is there to encourage you to work the principles at your own speed. He does not work the steps for you. Man, this is a huge one. Um, When people start pulling toxic coping mechanisms out of their life, then they don't, they don't really know what to do. They're, they're kind of freaked out a little bit. So the first thing they'll do is they'll lean on their sponsor to help work the steps for them because they're feeling uncomfortable because that's kind of what the steps do. They make us feel uncomfortable because they're healing us and they're picking at the scabs that need to heal. Um, and they tend to want you to come and, and carry carry their burden for them. That does not work, and that's not how it's supposed to be. You have to carry the steps out on your own. You don't have to do it alone, but you have to carry it out on your own. No one can come in there and work those steps for you. No one's going to do the work for you, the writing assignments, you know, all the stuff that you have to do, the prayer, the meditation, the time in God's Word. That's entirely, that ball is entirely in your ballpark. Your sponsor cannot do that. It's not their responsibility to police your life and make sure you're doing the right stuff all the time. They tell you what to do. They're an ear for you to talk to. It's your responsibility to do it. And the more you stay connected to these weekly meetings and get involved with, you know, um, you know other people in the meeting during the week, because I'll be honest, you know, one meeting a week is sometimes not enough. So I would encourage you to go to, if you're really in crisis, you know, go to some of the other Celebrate Recovery meetings around the area. You know, we're to a point now to where we pretty much got within a 20-mile driving distance. We pretty much got a meeting almost every day during the week. You got Monday, Tuesday, Thursday, Friday. So there's four of the five work days right there. If you can make it through Wednesday and Saturday, you'll be fine because your butt should be in church on Sunday anyways. Uh, Number five here is, most important, he attempts to model the lifestyle resulting from working the eight principles and the 12 steps. A sponsor can resign or can be fired. Yep, believe it or not, as charming as you may think I am, I have been fired as a sponsor more than once. And I have resigned as a sponsor more than once. Um, typically I get fired when people get mad at me because they don't want to hear the truth I'm trying to tell them. And I've been down that road many, many times. Um, usually they fire me and then within two days to a month, you know, they're calling me again, you know, wanting to try and, you know, work things out and, you know, this, that, and the other, and, you know, I know the roller coaster of recovery. So, you know, I'm not like harshly judging or anything. But honestly, the second that the relationship starts to turn toxic, I will absolutely resign. And I have had many of those cats, I say many, there's been a handful, you know, I've had a handful of those cats that fired me, want to come back, and I have said no. 
I'm not interested in being your sponsor moving forward. I think you should find someone else. Um, I, sometimes I will back off to an accountability thing. You know, sometimes I'll say, I just need to pray for, for you from afar. You know, this is, I think the relationship is a bit toxic. It needs to calm down and it needs to, uh, you know, simmer down now. And, um, yeah. Yeah. I mean, this is, this is a, this is a messy, clumsy process. You hear me say that all the time in here and it is absolutely the truth. Um, if this, if this was easy, everyone would be sober. If this was easy, no one would be hung up with, you know, a chemical addiction or compulsive behavior. We'd all be whole and walking into the light of God's glory. But unfortunately, that's not the the world we live in. So with that being said, if God can't challenge you, he can't grow you. And he's going to use your sponsor and sometimes your accountability people to do that. And I've had guys throw absolute temper tantrums on me because they just did not want to receive the truth that they really needed to hear most, that they really needed to walk out. And I am definitely someone who tries to earn the right to speak into someone's life. I just don't come in like a bulldozer and run people over. You know, I build a relationship and I build a bridge into their life and I earn the right to speak that depth of truth to them. Because otherwise, I'm just some jerk who's, you know, barking orders at him. And I never want to come off like that. So how do I find a sponsor or accountability partner? First, your sponsor or accountability partner must be of the same sex as you. This is just how we roll inside of Celebrate Recovery. Boys with boys, girls with girls. Keep it straight. I know some of the other programs, AA, NA, they, they do co-ed stuff, and I can tell you a thousand stories about how that's went wrong in a thousand different ways. Inside of Celebrate Recovery, it's same-sex sponsorship. Boys with the boys, girls with the girls. After you have narrowed the, narrowed the field down with that requirement, listen to people share. Do you relate to or resound with what is spoken Ask others in the group to go off for coffee uh, after the meeting. Get to know the person before you ask them to be your sponsor or accountability partner. Uh, yeah, that's that's important, guys. I mean, you are remember you are inside of a twelve step recovery program. Make sure you know who you're inviting into your life, because it may be like your second week there, and the guy sitting next to you seems like the greatest guy in the world, but he's only been there one week longer than you, and he may have his own issues that trigger your issues. So take some time to get to know who people are before you invite them into your life on this level. If you ask someone to be your sponsor or accountability partner and that person says no, don't take that as personal rejection. I've had to say no many times because I just got too much on my plate. There's nothing worse than having a sponsor that can't get to you. And I have struggled with that because I have a crazy busy music business schedule. Um, So... It just kind of is what it is. And in today's world, we're all busy and we're all jacked up, you know, trying to find time to do whatever it is we're trying to do. Um, so don't take it personally. You know, I, I have, I think the most guys I've sponsored at one time was like, I don't know, six or seven guys. And it was, it was tough. It was tough. But I also had a schedule where I was free about six days a week because I was doing, I was only working two or three days a week um, as a house engineer, a sound engineer at a, a live music venue over in Frederick. So that's when I had a maximum amount of time to be able to keep up with that. And I was running a Celebrate Recovery meeting at the same time. So I was really just mostly dedicated to working Celebrate Recovery with guys. And that was awesome. I, I absolutely loved it. It was a wonderful time, uh, but it was a lot. I'm going to tell you, it was a lot. I definitely learned some lessons through that season of my life. Uh, ask someone else, is what they're saying. Uh, even if you ask for a temporary sponsor or accountability partner, there have been times when I had to say no, but would be like, I can be your temporary sponsor, maybe for the first couple steps or something like that, so you can find someone else. Um Ask God to lead you to the sponsor or accountability partner of his choosing. He already has someone in mind for you anyways. What is the difference between a sponsor and an accountability partner? This is a big one. Pay attention, boys and girls. 
A sponsor is someone who has completed the four principal guides. That's this program we're talking about right now. Uh, the journey begins. And he has worked through all eight principles and 12 steps. The main goal of this relationship is to choose someone to guide you through the program. An accountability partner is someone you ask to hold you accountable for certain areas of your recovery or issues such as meeting attendance, journaling, and so forth. This person can be the same level of recovery as you, um, unlike a sponsor, uh, who should have completed the eight principles and 12 steps. The main goal of this relationship is to encounter one another. Uh, you can even form an accountability team of three or four people. I highly recommend that. I always, whenever I teach a step study and got new guys, I make everybody share everybody's uh, you know, cell phone numbers and contact information. We usually start a group text uh, on all of our phones. So if anyone gets in crisis during the day, they can throw a message up on that group text. And usually someone can, you know, throw some praying hands up or, you know, uh, contact them and, and help them out. The more people you surround yourself with, the safer you are. They are your safety net. Uh, the accountability partner or group acts as a team, whereas a sponsor role is more of a coach. So, yeah. So, yeah. That's kind of how uh, how this whole process works. Accountability people are people you can just uh, generally call on to help you out, get you through the day, something like that. A sponsor is someone who's going to sow deeper wisdom into your life and is going to kind of just coach you along. Uh, let me look at my leader's guide here. Let's we'll see what we have there. Uh, principle four is all about getting rid of the truth decay in our life. I thought that was kind of cool. Instead of tooth decay, it's truth decay. Um, and this helps us to really get, you know, become clean and get honest about our walk. Um, you know, I always talk a lot about that. I'm just going over the places I have highlighted here in my leader's guide. So the leader's guide is giving us six things. Let me look at my time here. Yeah, we got time for this. Six things that um, is the role of the sponsor says he can be there to discuss issues in detail that are too personal um, and would take up too much time in a meeting. This is especially true when, with principle four. You don't share your complex inventory in a group setting. When we get to the inventory process, uh, we typically go over that in class to a certain degree, but usually very light duty. Like we go around the room and I just give people the opportunity. I usually share something off my inventory and I give people the opportunity that if there's something that they want to share off of their inventory, they feel comfortable with sharing, you know, that's fine. Um, we really dive deep in my classes because I think, you know, depth is where success is. But uh, you got to use some discretion there. And then it has an example. See, it says, don't share your complete inventory in a group setting. I'm the lowest form of life on earth is a phrase often repeated by those doing their inventory. Others denial, rationalize, and blame. Okay, I admit I did such and such, but it's not like I killed anybody. Uh, or, sure, I did it. I did A, B, or C, or maybe all those things. Um... But my spouse did D or Z. Man, I can't tell you how many guys, all they want to talk about is how jacked up their spouse is. You know, and it's like, I got to pump the brakes right. I'll listen to some of that because they are part of their story, you know, and that's all fine and good. You know, I'm, I'm okay with that. And, you know, from a sponsor standpoint, I need to, you know, see what's going on from all angles. But I also realize that I'm only getting their point of view on their spouse, I'm sure, their spouse has a completely different story, and I'm not stupid to that. I 
this isn't my first rodeo. But if every time we get together, all they want to talk about is how jacked up their spouse is and, you know, how what they're doing and how wrong they are, I, I just nail that mug right down. I'm like, wait a minute. We're not here to talk about your spouse. We're here to talk about you. We're here to talk about what role your dysfunction and your choices and your decisions are have have made that you've made inside your marriage that has caused what it has caused here. So, yeah, there's all that, and that's always an interesting conversation to say the least. No marriage, no marriage's failure, is one person's problem. That's never the way it goes. I mean, there may be like a point zero zero one percent of marriages where one person really just is a complete, you know, piece of trash. But ninety nine point nine 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 percent of the time, both people played a role in that dysfunction. Uh, now, some, you know, and I know this gets into touchy territory, so you know, bear with me here. I'm trying to speak in general, you know, broad brushstrokes. Sometimes. People will come to the table and say, well, but my 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 husband did this or my wife did this, a, a specific event or had an episode of some, some type in their life that is hugely, like we'll say adultery or something like that. My wife cheated on me. How do I get past that? I'm like, well, you know, we're not, we're never going to let her off the hook for what she did because this whole program is about taking responsibility for your actions. But were you somebody that she wanted to be with? Because I'll guarantee you, you played a role in her strain. And boy, that jacks people up in the left field. Because many times people want to be a victim and they'll they'll wave that victimhood so high up the flagpole that you never that they distract you with that, and you never get to see the dysfunction they're bringing to the table. Um, I've had to learn that lesson the hard way, both as a sponsor and in my own personal life. And believe me, there's a high cost to be paid for that. Um, you still play a role in that. No, you didn't make your wife go out and cheat on you. You know, you didn't. She did that of her own free will. But were you someone she wanted to have sex with? Were you someone she wanted to be with? Were you tender and caring to her needs? You know, were, did you make you know, love her as Christ loved the church, as the Bible you know, tells us that? And I'm not trying to get off into a whole marriage counseling episode here inside of our sponsor lesson because, you know, that's kind of where that would lead. But it's the truth. Everybody plays a role in the dysfunction in their, in their marriages. They do. I've been divorced three times. I, I always say this. I'm the one common denominator in all three of those failed marriages and a handful of relationships that I wasn't married to the people with. So I have to take responsibility for my actions and all that. I have to you know, look in the mirror and say, okay, what was I doing to lubricate this? Yeah, okay, maybe they were, maybe, you know, she was just a whore. You know, who knows? You know, I don't know. Maybe she's just someone who's sexually promiscuous. Well, you probably knew that before you married her. And if you didn't, and it's something that developed later in life, it's a great opportunity to get into a program like this and discover why she's feeling that way. And you need to approach that situation with tenderness and gentleness because in most cases I have seen that stuff point right back to childhood sexual abuse or you know, daddy issues, things like that. And the same thing with the men, too. I'm not just singling out the women here because statistically more men cheat on their wives sexually than what women do in their husbands. So it just is what it is. That's why a sponsor is so important to have in the middle of all this because they're going to bring clarity to that kind of stuff. They're going to have these kind of conversations with you. Like, okay, dude, she's she's got issues. We all do. That's not a surprise. Yeah, you're sick of dealing with her issues. Okay, we get it. And because you're sick of dealing with it, you're coping with it by acting out over here doing this, that, or the other. I get it, dude. But sitting here complaining about her is not getting us where to a place where we can help you. So I usually hit the brakes pretty hard on that. Uh, I'm not going to go through all six of these. I just had that one section there highlighted. 
And then how do I find a sponsor? See, looking at that part. Yeah, that's just about being same sex, and that's absolutely necessary. No exceptions to that in our program. And guys, if you're if you're wondering about that and you're feeling like, well, Jr., that's awful sexist, and you know, you're saying that I'm I'm such a piece of trash and I can't be with the opposite sex without fooling around or whatever. And it's like, dude, I'm not saying all that. I'm saying, you know, let's not give the enemy a foothold. You know, because I know a whole bunch of people in, inside of AA, they call it 13th stepping someone, which is where, let's say, an older woman takes in a younger man as her sponsee. And that 13th step thing is where she ends up dating the guy, gets involved in a promiscuous relationship with him. And that's not doing that guy any good. None. That's why we have these boundaries inside of Celebrate Recovery. And we honestly believe that the Bible supports men with men, women with women. You know, not that a man can never speak truth into a woman's life, because that, that's absolutely false. It happens all the time when you go to church and you listen to your pastor speak. You know, I go to a church with two female pastors, and there's many times they share stuff that blesses me. So it goes both ways. But... Because we're going to get into like deep, intimate things, especially with men, you know, with the the absolute insane, you know, pornography epidemic that's going on in the world right now, you got no business sitting at a table telling another woman about that stuff. Come on, dude. You know better than that. These girls don't need a big brother. Okay. You need to connect with another man and look you in the eye and tell you you jacked up, you know, like, hey, dude. This ain't cool. This ain't cool. But you know what? I've been there. I know what that feels like. So why don't we get in here together, get our hands dirty, and work it out? Let's work this program. Because if we work it, it works. And I believe that brings us to the questions. As my inventory falls out of my book. So we'll just read through the questions. I think they're kind of, let me look here. I think they're kind of light duty this week with the whole sponsor idea. Why is it important to have a support team? Question one. Question two, what, qualify, what qualities are you looking for in a sponsor? Question three, how have you attempted to find a sponsor and accountability partner? Yeah, you got to actually try here, guys. It's, you know, they're not going to just fall out of the sky and, and show up at your doorstep one day and say, "Hey, I heard you were looking for a sponsor." It don't work that way. Uh, question four: What are some new places and ways you can try to find a sponsor and accountability partner? Uh, I would number one thing, you know, go right to, um, you know, the, the weekly celebrate recovery meeting. Maybe you need to go to a different Celebrate Recovery meeting to, to get into a new pool of people if you feel like there's no one in your group uh, who is, you know, kind of gets you and someone you feel like you can relate to or is available to sponsor you. So that's a good question. Question five, what is the difference between a sponsor and accountability partner? You really need to answer that one because that's important, and we went over that. If you forgot already, rewind the episode. And then number six is an accountability thing. It's just saying list the names and phone numbers of possible sponsors and accountability partners. These should be individuals who have met your road to recovery, people you have met on your road to recovery, and who have touched you uh, in the sharing of their experiences, strengths, and hopes. So that's it, ladies and gentlemen. That gets us through lesson seven. And let's just take a quick little peek forward here uh lesson eight's going to be moral that's got just tons of fun all up in it um and then lesson nine is the big one inventory and we'll be in inventory for three or four lessons i believe is how it works inventory is absolutely huge so i am just preempting you and preparing you uh for that process because that process is very challenging and i would never suggest anyone to go through inventory by themselves because it it is tough it's going to trigger the daylights out of you and uh, but it's also the part of the program my favorite part of the program for this reason it brings the absolute most freedom and success it brings the most change to the table we literally really get to peel a layer of the onion off through the inventory process and through the amends process you know and uh 
it's super groovy stuff. You do not want to miss, you know, these upcoming lessons. And I know I've kind of been rapid firing these episodes at you. <laughs> I've had some people say, dude, you need to slow down. I can't keep up. Um, I know I'm just trying to use the time that I have available to me right now because my schedule is starting to get crazy. Um, you know, you guys know I work in the music business and it's just a lot to keep up with. You know, uh, once the weather breaks, it just goes completely bonkers. It goes nuts. So, um, that's why I am just, you know, blasting this, this series out, trying to do an episode a day or at least every other day and keep this thing moving forward. That way there'll be a resource on there. You're always welcome to go back and listen to the stuff later. You're always welcome to go back and listen to the same episode over and over. If, if something's really speaking to you, if something makes you feel uncomfortable in any of these episodes, go back and listen to it again. I do that in my own life. When I'm listening to people that I podcast or if I'm listening to a sermon or I'm in a book and hit a chapter, um, there's a book called Unwanted by Jay Stringer that is amazing at working through um, childhood sexual abuse and stuff like that. And I think it's chapter 17. I probably listened to that chapter like 50 times because there's so much good stuff in there. I just want to digest every second of that. And I, I go through most of my books and audio books because I'm on the road so much. So yeah, I'll just go back and listen to that thing over and over and over again. So don't be afraid to do that here too. You know, it's free. It's not costing you anything, just your time, you know? So if something I've said or something in the program here is hitting a nerve, by all means, go and sit there for a while and pray for God to open your eyes to his understanding in that situation and to uh, help you see everything that he's trying to show you in that. And that's a great opportunity to call somebody. That's a great opportunity to pick up the phone and call your sponsor or an accountability person or maybe your pastor or whatever and say, hey, look, I was listening to this podcast and he said X, Y, and Z, and man, that really hit a nerve with me and I'd like to explore that a little deeper with someone face-to-face. Man, that's the whole reason why I'm doing this, guys, right there. That's the whole reason why I'm trying to you know, put this stuff out there to spark those kind of connections, to spark those kind of, you know, relationship relationships and to ignite your desire to want to dig deeper in your day-to-day walk with God. Guys, I love you. I appreciate all your support. If you have found value in this podcast, please consider giving to this ministry. The Truth Labyrinth is only one aspect of Restoration Ministries. We raise money regularly for needy people right here in our own community. Just this past Christmas season, we raised over $1,000 for a woman struggling with spinal cancer and was able to bring hope to someone who had lost all hope. Uh, We've bought handicapped vans for the disabled. We paid utility bills for single moms. And uh, we've paid for hundreds of casual meals for those who were in need of one-on-one counseling, but uncomfortable with an office environment. Listen, guys, sometimes it's much easier for someone to open up and ask for help over a meal than it is to walk into a counselor's office and lay on a couch. God has and is using Restoration Ministries in ways that break traditional church protocol. I personally believe we have to earn the right to speak into someone's life, and it takes time to build those bridges, many times unraveling years of church hurt and dysfunction. This is what Christian ministries should look like in today's world. God should be glorified through our efforts to help the world around us, but it takes resources to do these things. For years, I paid for a lot of these things out of my own pocket without hesitation or I've organized a benefit concert or some kind of fundraising campaign to provide these services for the people that God puts in my pathway. I will continue to give to these causes with everything that I have, but I need your support. It takes money and time to produce this podcast. Many hours go into praying over and organizing these messages, not to mention actually recording the messages and all the post-production editing and stuff that needs to happen with that. This ministry isn't about building an empire. It's about connecting hungry hearts with the fruit of the gospel of Jesus Christ. I have no aspirations of becoming some wealthy preacher or tycoon ministry leader. I am content with the world that I live in, and my little world is pretty peaceful and satisfying. 
I definitely don't need the drama that comes along with big ministry and tycoon leadership egos. I'm just trying to make my tiny little piece of the world better. I need your support. So please pray about supporting this ministry financially. I will post links in the notes of this podcast so that you can send your gift online. Next, please subscribe to this podcast and leave a review so others can see what's going on here, especially your five-star reviews. Uh, The more you review us, the higher we rank in search listings, and this allows people to discover us easier. Finally, please pray for this ministry. Pray God will provide for our needs here at the Truth Labyrinth. Pray that God will bring this podcast across the screens of those that need to hear these messages. The Bible tells us that God's ear is upon the lips of the righteous. Guys, He hears our prayers. And we need His constant guidance for each and every podcast and everything that Restoration Ministries does. So pray that He uses this podcast to turn hearts of stone into hearts of flesh, and that his truth will turn those hearts toward his eternal mercy and grace. Hey, thanks for listening to this podcast. My prayer is that it blessed you and brought you a fresh understanding of our lives in this world and our need for unity in Christ. A brush fire of revival in Jesus Christ is our only hope for satisfaction and true joy as we walk out the human experience that is our day-to-day lives. It's been my sincere honor to be your host today at the Truth Labyrinth Podcast. Be blessed and be a blessing to those around you. Till next time, I leave you with a scripture from Ephesians 6, 23 and 24. Peace be with you, dear brothers and sisters, and may God the Father and the Lord Jesus Christ give you love with faithfulness. May God's grace be eternally upon all who love our Lord Jesus Christ.